Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. This is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Leave me a like. Leave me a comment. Let me know what I'm doing as I bring you this interesting content each and every week. I've uh, been looking for, uh, waiting for a while to speak to this brother. A uh, really, really cool dude. Let me get into it. Uh, I want to introduce uh, Mr. Essex Cook. Essex is the executive director of the Boys and Girls Empowerment Group in Vallejo, California. He's also uh, a Recreation Parks, Marina, and Arts Commissioner in Sassoon City, California. He is a talented photographer and videographer, as well as an experienced actor. Uh, so I want to welcome you, man. Essex, welcome to the show. Hey, how y'all doing, everybody? How you doing, Edric? All right, doing well, man. Doing well, doing well. Let's get into it. Uh, first of all, let's start with uh, the work I know you're really passionate about, and that's giving back to the community and helping young people. So tell me about the Vallejo Boys and Girls Empowerment Group. So the Boys and Girls Empowerment Group is derived off of the Continentals of Omega Boys and Girls Club that was originally located in College Park. Um, that was unfortunately shut down. So Orlando Graham, he uh, purchased the location off fairgrounds uh, in North Vallejo. That location is located in Kingston Market, notoriously known for trouble, people trying to shoot out, I mean, getting shootouts or, you know, just a lot of violent crime. So we chose that spot just because it's grass-rooted. We're already doing things and work in the community out of that area. So we got the establishment we adopted the name Boys and Girls Club Empowerment Group because we wanted everybody to see in the community that these this is a safe haven for you to come and just get a lot of empowerment, a lot of the resources that's always missed over. So the Boys and Girls Club Empowerment Group, we are right now in summer programming. We have up to 40 kids from the age ranges from six to 17. That way that, uh, kids in the summer have somewhere to go and just in a safe spot that's not really located in North Vallejo. Also, we do all type of empowerment, seminars, workshops, anything that can help the community actually, you know, thrive. First time homes, uh, home buyer real estate classes, courses, seminars, workshops, trying to work people through the, the financial um, literacy and learning of how do I purchase a house? We had grant writing workshops hosted by Dr. Kobe, Kirby Lynch, um, just understanding how to get funded in your area. And that's how we stumbled across the Below Artist Fund grant with Hewlett. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I know, like I said, this is a passion of yours and something you've been doing for quite a while. Uh, and that's that's helping young people. So tell me from your own experience, uh, why is mentoring and supporting young people so important to you? Ooh, I was one of those kids from North Atlanta. Um, from the crest. Circumstances, everything built up kind of in front of you to never even give you that visual of how you can represent yourself. Um, always felt smart, always felt different. Um, even when getting in trouble, as we all do as adolescents, my trouble wasn't the robbery uh, or crazy stuff. It was more just organizing and getting myself into things that I didn't even understand. So my parents they did their best, letting me go to school in different counties because I have family everywhere. So I ended up at Angela Rodriguez. That's where, you know, a lot of my 
like just that breath of fresh air from Vallejo sometimes, you know, going home and seeing what I've seen growing up in my neighborhood and going to Cordelia. I thought they were the richest people ever, to tell you the truth. I thought Cordelia people, I'm like, whoa, I thought they had this secret little city. Um, you know, the Cordelia Fairfield to soon. Um, that's where I met my brother, my brother-in-law, uh, Stevie Johnson. He blessed, man. He ended up going to the NFL, uh, went to the University of Kentucky out of uh, Angela Rodriguez. And his career took off and they needed help there his rookie season in Buffalo. And I was already at the time working as executive director. I was 20 years old working as executive director for the original Continentals of Omega Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. Did that for five years. Um, it was passion and not more precise. So it's time and experience going to Buffalo um it's learning business it's not fun and games going to the season it's a business nfl is a business so right. learning from different agents learning from just picking up on just being around and exposed um it just it was amazing to give back to bring back to Vallejo, bring back to uh fairfield to soon cordelia um all the tools and all the resources we picked up along the way along the journey you know, coming home in the off season, still doing camps for the kids, um, still continuing on the work and not having to go to certain resources. And that's what kind of helped me in my career and my journey. I feel as learning that I was so embedded with the boys and girls who have those hands and learning how to resource and market and get all of the funding from them, but going independent, seeing how we can do it just as a person, somebody with the name Stevie or some, my name Essex, it shows, showed me, like, you know, we can do it just with our heart. Um, a lot of people say, what do you want to be? I tell them I want to be Essex. I want to be somewhere where I can flourish as me, where I'm not boxed into an area where my thoughts and my ideas are suppressed. So me going into this mentorship, the things I was blessed to go into and see, it's just honestly just me giving my testimony or my experiences back to people. It's like, hey, seeing other ways to do it my way might, might not be right. Might not be perfect, but I'm going to show you a genuine and love that I've been through a lot negatively, but then also been through a lot positively to help me kind of learn. It's a long journey, but I'm here with you. <laughs> I love to see people make it past 21, 25 to see that second waking up of whatever adolescent things we were trapped into, that they're over to jump and leap in and say, hey, I'm a new man and <laughs> reinvent themselves. Uh, you mentioned you grew up in Vallejo, California, and uh, as a native uh, of Vallejo, California, um, what was the experience like growing up in Vallejo, and how has that affected you as the man you are today? I feel like, you know, they give us mud, we make mud pies. I feel like, you know, a lot of my experience, um, I'm certified, I can go to electrician, work with IBW. I think I said this before, the first time I experienced high voltage electricity is because we couldn't pay our electricity bill. Hmm. So we learned how to rig a generator, bypass the breaker bots, go into it, and, you know, and that's the only way, you know, starting a generator. You know, these little tools that we say, it's like, why me? I understood that it kind of sharpened me. Um, so all the experiences that I took from growing up in Vallejo, I didn't take lightly. I have a lot of family out there. Thank God I have a lot of family. So me relying on my friends as 
influence it never really was there because my cousins are like my brothers and sisters so my friends are like my cousins so if you're really there and you're around and you're a friend it was there so the influence kind of iron sharpens iron my i'm the baby of all, all of my cousins so they kind of walk through a lot of the experiences for me so i'm just a i'm, I'm a recipient recipient of all their blessings kind of coming down the name and everything that they did in the community and kind of falls into me and i'm happy to run with it uh now earlier this year uh you were appointed uh by mayor Amal hernandez um to the recreation parks marine and arts commission in sassoon city california um, what was that experience like? Uh, it was a great, great, um, uh, initiation. You had a lot of people there, man. It was, uh, it was, it was good to see. It was good to see you mentioned family and that was just a good moment and that, that I had a chance to witness. So, um, tell me about your experience as a commissioner and maybe some of the things that, uh, that the commission is working on. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, even the appointment and, you know, everybody showing up, it was, it was surreal. I, I got to, when I put it out that I was actually, being appointed to Sassoon City Commissioner, I was reluctant to put it out there mainly because I like my work to be not so much. It seems flashy sometimes, I right. know, but I'm humbly doing it to say, hey, if you guys want to come out and support, come out and support. And the, and the support was loud. You know, it was overwhelming. It was surreal. Um, I tell people I had to sit back and learn how to take the flowers because I like to build and keep going. Hmm. But it was, it was, it was surreal, man. I met people from my younger days as executive director um, and the work I did in the community, like Mick, uh, PG&E, working with him, working on grants and funding at 21, and we're coming full circle into this. Um, seeing people from my acting days coming full circle into this, all of the things that I've done in life, it was full circle. So it was a lot of affirmations of saying, hey, you know, a lot of people are there behind you. And if you know me, it's a lot of the experiences I uh, put people through is you had to be there to understand what happened. Mm -hmm. it, this right here, um, and I understand political science and the totem poles and everything, but I understand the foot in the door. And the foot in the door is understanding representation. And me understanding, even being from Vallejo, being multicultural, Black, Filipino, Hawaiian, Indian, that melting pot in Vallejo, it it kind of lets me take on different lenses and go into different aspects of becoming a Sassoon City Commissioner and understanding the arts and the integrity, how intricate it is where you have performing arts, but there's so much that underlies in it that when I walked into it, I met you, Edric, I met Erin, I met Princess, um, and seeing her actually operate in her element at the iArt Sassoon show. And that's what kind of captured me. I was doing the recording behind it. And I'm looking at the, the vibe and the energy of everybody and it's happy and it's no worries. And they're expressing, I'm seeing people cry because they, they chose their art for the first time. I'm seeing the different multicultural arts and everything coming in and meshing together into where we're at in this new 20th century, our 21st century, um, you know, where we're at and we're kind of progressively trying to move on by understand and recognize what we've been through but still saying hey we're strong and look at all of us together that's what kind of captured me into saying hey you know what i'll go a step further but then the reception that came in it was hey you know we're here to support you and we're behind you and i, I can leave from behind and i would let rather everybody go in front and if i'm the mode break it get through it and I'll be there behind you, even to support you as a leader, as if I was a leader in the front. 
And I think that's just where life kind of showed me that sometimes you don't have to speak every time, but you can help with actions. But sometimes your words can help lead others into many avenues that they didn't even see from themselves. So the I Arts Assume show, it just, that's what hooked me. It hooked line sinker, you know? Um, and it and even being on the ad hoc this time, you know, just recruiting for this year for the I Arts Assume show that we're having in October, it makes me more anxious to get there. But I know how to understand that to compartmentalize my feelings and build it as we get there. So, man, I'm excited. I'm like seeing my actions on movements. I'm like always ready to just work. But I don't remember to smell the flower. Exactly. Shout out to uh, fellow commissioner Aaron Sincill and also uh, city council member Princess Washington, uh, who are going to make sure that we have another successful IRS soon uh, in 2023. Um Let's shift gears now because um, you're an artist in your own right. And there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about in terms of the art and the um, the creativity that you you have demonstrated. First, I want to talk about your your experiences and your your work as a videographer uh, and a photographer. Um, where did the the I guess interest in, in videography and photography come from? Well, SS Cook Media started even with the photography videography as two different spectrums of the art. Um, for me. I like to build that the person. So I always found myself either in front of the camera, somebody recording me, or even when I was going into acting and everything, it was, hey. But then I always fell in love with everything behind the the, the camera, how you can capture somebody's beauty or their essence. Um, it just started as playing around even with funny jokes, like doing skits and things like that. I've been probably on World Star. I've been viral. I've been through. I've lived a lot of different lives. So. I like to kind of capture other people's essence and just that vibe and that feel and my creativity with whatever ideas. It just like kind of lets me speak my spirit out. Um, I'm actually kind of shy when I go out and even try to present my work because I put so much into it. That's why my essence media is not just solely based on just taking the picture and giving it to you or photography or video. It's trying to get in and build you as you go so you can understand what I see in you because it is kind of shy or nervous that feeling to speak that much life into somebody and I hope they can see it but that's where a lot of it comes is trying to embody the essence of a lot of people and what they're truly about what I kind of see because we live in that emotional bubble of depression anger madness mm -hmm. but if somebody's looking mm -hmm. on the outside looking at you and like bro I see you as beautiful I see you as confident I see you as all tenacious, tenacious everything you know it's just like yo I see it in you, and I just want you to believe in this, too, what I'm seeing, what I'm putting behind you. So that's where the whole media part comes with, good media, but just always came in with me joking around and wanting to capture somebody and joking and getting everybody to laugh. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, on a technical question, let me shift gear just a second. Right. Um, one of the things I really, really like uh, with your work is, man, you have the drone shots down. I like the fact that you use drones and you've leveraged that technology and you get some incredible, incredible shots with a drone. So tell me about some of maybe some of the pros and cons of shooting with a drone. And uh, what are some of the tips maybe you give folks who, who so might want to get into that? Me, kids who have played video games, I'm a video game head growing up. Um, the same movements that you'll do with your hands is that same control that you have with the drone. So parents, if you have kids who's into video games, into things, it, it's a different time we live in and even doing a lot of mentoring with a lot of adults that's my age who have kids younger and they're where like they're playing video games all day but 
challenge them. Take this time to give them a cheap drone, get these things to kind of go into it. Because uh, it's funny because a lot of people say, man, I've never seen a black man fly a drone. And, you know, it's rare. I'm like, I don't think of it that way. But, yeah, come on, we can do this. You can capitalize on this. There's ways that you can turn this into an art. Um it's just it's, it's amazing to see where art has taken us. And even from the drone work, that capturing those scenes where you come in, you kind of feel yourself floating in there. Right. So I just challenge parents, you know, never to try to take this new generation's passion away because it is becoming innovative um, to the point where you don't want them to be scared to try to use a drone because of what we and what we fear of drones, spies, spy gate, whatever conspiracies we can think of in our head, but kind of push it into that. My nephew loves drones. He's the one to kind of push me into it. I'm like, man, we can do this. Uncle, we can do a drone. We can do a drone. You want a drone, we're going to get one. I started off with the first one, crashed it. <laughs> I still worked with it, and then I elevated to the second one, the DJIs and other drones where you can do things, and my control became much better. And it became with my experience of just playing video games. One more hint. Yes, sir. Don't look at the drone in the sky. Get used with your head down. You're going to get dizzy. That's it. <laughs> Words of wisdom uh, from a drone photographer. Appreciate that. Um, let me now ask you, uh, again, you're, with all of the other things you got going on, you're also an actor. You've, you've been on uh, nationally uh, recognized television programs. You were on the show Trauma on NBC. Uh, tell me about your acting experience and uh, how did you get to be on that TV show? Uh, my cousin, he's been an actor my whole life. I mean, from Leave It to Beaver, he was on that. So I always was on set being able to see my cousin actually do acting. So a lot of the... And who's your cousin? I was, my cousin is Louis Braga. He's okay. from Fairfield. Uh, yeah, Louis Martin Braga the third. Okay. He's been on the pop tart commercials mcdonald commercials from it all like so i'll go to a lot of the editions with him and i'll get uh land pieces um moved to la for junior high i think i don't even, i don't think i've ever seen it was like a lifetime movie i was a kid with cancer i had a lot of hair but i had cancer and they put it all in a bean but uh trauma came about um i was at the boys and girls club it was a slow day uh, my cousin, he was like, hey, there's an audition in San Francisco on Treasure Island. You want to go? Sure. When, when the audition came on, we both auditioned together. They, it was a small role. Then it went to co-starring. And then the show got canceled. But still got that to roll. Uh, the IDMDB. But this is what made me kind of step behind it. I just seen the elements of, I wanted to be more in control of the director. I seen, could see it a little bit different. Even the lines I did on that, it was a lot of freestyling. I gave mm -hmm. my set lines and just didn't feel normal or comfortable. So it was Derek, Luke, the scene where just bantering over and over again with each other, just getting it going and it worked. Um, but it's a fun experience just to be able to express yourself. Um, Princess Washington and I, we were just in a meeting and we just said that you you first start acting with your parents and your loved ones mm -hmm. because, you know, we were trying to put that facade up so everybody's still able to act and to produce and do things. So sometimes we see it as an outlet to kind of express ourselves and to move in other ways. So it's another way of expression. I'm never scared to get on the camera and express myself. <laughs> well said. Well said. 
Um, the other thing I know is again, it's very important to you, uh, is family. So tell me, uh, about family, why family is so important to you. You just had a, a family reunion with how many people, man? Yes. <laughs> it looked know, to be a couple man, hundred, at least like on the pictures I saw, like man. At least 150. I'm about to push numbers. I'm about to fabricate 200 because I know our family is larger and everybody who knows my family knows I have a large family. Hmm. Uh, yeah. But that was beautiful. It was five years since we were able to have it. COVID kicked in, so 2018 was the last day. I mean, last time we had it. And so in remembering our for my granddad, so he passed away almost 30 years ago or, yeah, around that time. So we always try to host it in Davis, California, bring the community out, all the families and friends and everybody into one spot. So it was beautiful that we actually had it, man. My neck kind of sore. I got a crook in my neck. The young cousins are getting taller than me, but yeah. <laughs> well, excellent, excellent. Uh, well, we got a, a couple minutes left, so let me now ask you if people want more information about you uh, or you know videography or anything like that, or get to know uh, things about the Blair Boys and Girls Empowerment Group. Uh, where can they go to get this information? You can always find me. I keep it really simple. My name is unique, so Essex Cook. Um, that's my Instagram tag, my email at cook at Gmail. Um, that's where I could do a lot of the consulting and see how far and how I can work with you. As far as the Boys and Girls Empowerment Group, we are open Monday through Friday, Saturdays. We have a food bank where we give away food. Um, we're located off 1624 Fairgrounds Drive, um, in Vallejo, California. We have an after school program that we'll be running in the fall. Um, we have summer program going. So if you want to volunteer, of course, there's a screening for that as well. If you even want to give or, you know, sponsor a kid, come on down there. Um, our Instagram tag is Boys and Girls Empowerment Group. Uh, other than that, I'm always open. Just email me and talk and consult because of what I find out is if I can't help you, somebody like Edric or somebody that's in my circle can actually help you and we can build you up together. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk to me today, Essex. Uh, I wanted to have you on for a while because uh, I just know a lot of the good work you're doing and uh, you're just an upstart, stand, upstanding brother, man. So keep doing what you're doing. Uh, the kids will benefit. Oh, one last and, thing. Yes, sir. Go I'm for so it. I'm sorry. No, no. HBHF, handle business, have, have fun. Handle business, have fun and repeat. That's the other business that we do. We have Exposure Academy. I uh, totally forgot about this. Uh, Exposure Academy, that is where we take kids from all JUCOs. We teach them different life skills. That's mainly spearheaded by my brother, Stevie. Um, this year, we just got picked up by Roku TV. So you'll be seeing premiere of Exposure Academy. We hosted our first one in this area, had kids from Rodriguez, um, all through the COVID time, Houseman, Oak Grove. Uh, Darius, they were babe, Jason, Doc, like a whole bunch of people just come out and just mentor these kids. So look forward to us coming out here some more. So when you see HBHF, Handle Biz, have fun. You just know that's coming from Stevie and I and my brother and sisters and the family and what we're trying to build. Let it get Handle Business, have fun, and we'll help along the way. Nice, nice. Right. Well, again, man, I do want to thank you for coming on the Edric Show. I appreciate your time. Uh, letting folks know everything you're doing in the community and uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. All right, man. Love working with you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been another edition of The Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. 
As promised, this is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you're getting your online podcasts. Uh, look for The Edric Show, and we are there. I want to thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you.